once that whistle goes to start the game, it's, it's game on. You can't tell them to stop. If you've made an error, you can't say stop, we've made an error. The adrenaline rush that you get from that is pretty good and that sort of you know, keeps you going. Not everyone is going to be an elite sports person, but by doing this, you sort of, we sit courtside for netball, so we've got the best seat in the house. So we feel part of that sport. I started volunteering. It's all about who you know in sport. Am I going to be calling the last 10 seconds of the grand final? You can connect with the interviewer. The hand goes up when they've got to make a decision. Having a network is one of the most important things you can do. I didn't necessarily follow my passion. I followed my curiosity. Once you've worked in sport, there's no going back. And then lo and behold, before I left, I got offered two. G'day guys. Today's a special episode because we're not in the studio today. Instead, this podcast comes to you from Champion Data HQ in Southbank, Melbourne, where we went along to meet some of the staff behind the scenes who deliver sports data all over the world. If you've ever dreamed of working in sports and data specifically, then this app might just spark some interest for you. Champion Data provides data-driven insights with high-tech speed and precision and works closely with sporting organizations, clubs, broadcasters, sponsors, digital and media content providers. This episode is a collection of bite-sized interviews with over a number of staff working across data analysis, account management, broadcast design, and much, much more. By the end of this episode, you'll have a pretty good knowledge of just some of the jobs that you can do in data, but specifically at Champion Data. If you like what you're hearing and want to get exclusive access to other amazing professionals in the sports industry, you can join over 650 members in the SportsGrade community where you can meet with them fortnightly on events. You can come to our in-person events as well and be part of our exclusive online community on Discord. You can be notified about our next member drop, which is happening this week at our website at sportsgrade.com.au slash community. In the meantime, enjoy this chat with the team at Champion Data. Let's go. Looking for a future in sport? Be ready to transform the industry. Deakin's School of Exercise and Nutrition Sciences is ranked number one in the world. Study with them and be prepared to redefine what it means to work in sport. Plus, experience priceless practical experience with elite industry partners. Hi, I'm Daniel Hoyne and I'm the Senior Analyst here at Champion Data. So my role is we have a team of six uh, full-time analysts um, at Champion Data um, and we're all responsible for telling the story of the game um, you know, to various different clients for various different sports. With the level of data that we've got available, um, you know, we're there to provide content um, for um, you know, each individual client where they're then able to tell the story to their relevant markets um, and, and relevant audiences that they're trying to hit. Um, so we're, we're working right across the week, Monday to Sunday, um, you know, in, various, um, in various roles, um, you know, in various days uh, of, of the week. So it's pretty, it's pretty in-depth, um, it's pretty full-on, uh, but it's extremely interesting if you enjoy data and sport um, aligned together. It's a pretty cool job. We sit across uh, AFL um, is our main one. We're the official data providers um, to, to everything that you can think of AFL-wise. We're also the official data providers for, um, for netball, so that would be um, the second biggest sport that we um, you know, um, provide a level of analysis service to. We also provide um, analysis service to lacrosse um, as well, golf, live golf, 
um, NRL um, and, uh, and the A-League um, as well. So we're sitting right across multiple sports. We're slowly starting to get into the horse racing market um, as well. Um, and hopefully other sports are going to come um, off the back of that work. Down to day during the week um, is, is trying to pull apart what actually happened um, you know, at AFL level, if we just use that as an example, what happened over the weekend um, you know, from a team and a player performance, whether that be you know, from a, um, a strong performance or um, a poor performance um, perspective, and then answering questions that we're actually getting directly from our clients. They might want to talk about a certain player or a certain team and we need to dive into that um, um, you know, particular topic. Um, and then you know, you're moving over to the weekend and, and the weekend we're sitting back and analysing live data um, you know, across AFL matches to then communicate directly, mainly with the broadcasters in terms of what's actually happening live in game for their commentators to be able to actually reference and talk about that particular issue um, you know, in game. If we're using on the couch as an example, so I'm, I'm involved in that process on a Monday, so that's sitting down uh, for a, a, um, a production meeting at 9.30, um, yeah, and that's with myself, the talent, um, the producers, the editors, so there's about a team of about 10 of us. I come with um, a, a five-page document um, for everyone in that room with, with everything that I've seen over the weekend for relevant talking points from each and every game. Um, then you know, you know, then we sort of sit back as a collective and actually sort of you know talk about the various points that we actually want to use. Some of the talent might want to use some of the points that I've brought to the table. They might want to have their own points where they want me to actually investigate what actually happened, um, and if there is um, you know any any data to actually back up what they're actually believing. From there, then I go away and actually produce the content for them from a data sense where then we're able to actually get graphics up on screen to actually illustrate the level of analysis that we're trying to get across. Um, the talent then see those graphics, confirm that they want those graphics, then I'll provide a little bit of extra analysis to them on the side for them to actually bring on the show where they're then able to actually, you know, just in general conversation, use some of the extra points that I've actually provided to them to be able to act further depth um, to the particular conversations that they're actually having. So it's a full-on process. It's a, um, it's a long day. Every Monday is a long day. Um, but it's actually you know, quite rewarding to actually see the, um, the end product go live to air and see you know, the level of um, contribution that you've actually made to the show. Best part uh, that I enjoy is, um, is probably game day. Um, you know, there's nothing probably better than actually being in, in a live situation where you have to think on your on your feet you're seeing the data come in live and you've got to be able to tell the story of the game as quickly as possible to then get it across to the commentators because you know in in five ten minutes that story might become a little bit irrelevant so you've got to be really quick thinking in your toes and there's nothing better than sort of having that adrenaline if you like of a uh, of a live situation i I'm very lucky um, that you know I pretty much enjoy you know 80 to 90 percent of the job that I do. So even you know even the Monday to Friday stuff that we do, um, you know I get a real kick out of it. But the live environment is the one where it's sort of um, yeah nothing um, nothing beats that situation. If we're using Fox uh, Footy as a guide, so um, you know every every Thursday or Friday night game, um, yeah there has to be um, a champion data analyst um, sitting um, in the Fox studios with the talent and with the producers. And we're pretty much there, you know, on the couch, watching the footy, 
and actually seeing what's happening, having a look at the numbers and then communicating as a collective in terms of what storylines we can talk about or um, get the talent to talk about at quarter time, half time, three quarter time and post game. So you're then you know, communicating, working with the talent and then sort of you know, telling them what's happening from a data sense for them to then um, you know, sort of communicate that message back to the audience at those, at those breaks. Um, you know, obviously half time and full time, you actually got um, you know, a fair bit longer where you can actually go into a bit more depth, um, but actually sort of, you know, actually trying to unpack the story of the game live then and then where you haven't got the ability to sort of sit back for a 20 minute, half hour, 60 minute period to actually deep dive. You've got to do it live and then it's, um, it's pretty, th um, you know, sort of thrilling um, and exciting uh, to actually get that across. Yeah, so the communication side of things is probably the number one skill. Um, so, you know, I always talk about that, you know, we've got to take the stuff that we're unpacking and seeing, we've got to relay that to the client who then has to relay that back to their relevant audience. So if we can't communicate what we're seeing in a simple and digestible way back to the client, then they've got absolutely no chance to then be able to do that back to the audience that they're trying to hit. So you can be, um, you know, as, as number driven and sort of, you know, really mathematical, um, you know, sort of orientated type of person, but if you can't actually portray the message that you're trying to get across, it's unfortunately almost, um, you know, made redundant um, in a sense. So obviously having a numbers background, um, you know, if I look um, at our analysis team um, at the moment, none of us really have the absolute, um, you know, in-depth mathematical, you know, university degree, um, if you like. We've all started on the champion data capture roster, um, yeah, and that being over the weekend where you know you're working as a catch, um, as a casual in the data capture team by just simply just recording, well, you know, sort of not simply, but just recording the level of data, um, you know, on, on each player and team for then, um, you know, to allow us the ability to be able to analyse the data, and then the transition from there, um, you know, to becoming an analyst um, as has been successful for all of us so far, but it isn't it isn't the only way to actually you know sort of get on board. But as I said, just sort of coming back to the ability to be able to communicate and and um, and get that message across in a in an easy and digestible fashion. That's the probably the most important um, factor um, in becoming um, an analyst. Hi, I'm Corey Mobilio, and I'm a sports analyst here at Champion Data. Especially early in the week, it, it is quite hectic. You've got, obviously got a, a round's worth of data to analyse and, and upcoming matches. So my typical Monday, which would be the, the busiest day of the week, would be um, hop into a Herald Sun meeting. Um, so that's with their, the, the footy editor and, and chief of staff, along with the journalists. Um, and it's kind of a, a circle discussion, and they'll throw to me from a numbers point of view. Um, and what we're trying to do is, is tell the story of the game through numbers and, and making it as simple as possible for them to um, indulge and whether they like the idea and the concept, they'll, they'll turn that into a story. Um, as kind of the day progresses and um, we move into to Tuesday, I'm in charge of um, producing uh, content for Fox Football um, and that's covering each of the games that Fox broadcast with content packages, again, capturing the... Um, the same method of, of telling the story um, of the game through numbers. It's a bit of a, um, a unique role, how I, how I got to Champion Data. I um, <clears throat> went to Cedar College um, for, for three years and, and was fortunate to get a work experience. It was, it was a part of, of going to Cedar. So I loved my football and I loved my numbers and, and kind of joined the dots and, and found myself at Champion. 
Um, that was three years of, of doing work experience, one day a week, and kind of by the end of it, I um, had a, a cold email and, and just asked if, look, if there were any opportunities around and uh, was fortunate to be put on in a full-time perspective and really haven't looked back since. I've walked in the door as a 16-year-old and I'm 24 now and um, I've, I've been around here for a long time, albeit a short journey in my career. So um, absolutely love it here. Like I said, it's unique, but I kind of wouldn't have it any other way. It's obviously a daunting email to send and um, it's just just shoot your shot, I guess, and, and just go for it. Like if, if I didn't send that, I would, wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have the specific opportunities I have. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty grateful that I did send that email off and got the right people in my camp to, to back me in and, and push myself and, and step outside the boundaries, which sounds a bit cliche, but looking back on it, I'm, I'm forever grateful, not only to those people that were behind me and, and the people at Cedar, but the opportunity that I've got here at Champion Data. The job does have a lot of perks. I, I specifically really like um, working in with this um, talent at Fox Football and, and even the journalists at, at Herald Sun. You meet some some big figures in the game and, and you work alongside them and, and rub shoulders in a footy sense. And it's, you know, you talk about the game and from a number sense and when you see your work published on screen, it, it's, a, it's a good feeling. So, um, yeah, you work with some, some big personalities in the media, but um, they respect you, yeah. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm a data analyst here at Champion Data. My role as a data analyst uh, is to cover a wide range of sports to provide data and reports uh, to our stakeholders internally and externally. So we find ourselves filtering off a lot of data to um, our AFL analysts who then speak to our media partners. Uh, they're uh, involved pretty heavily in clubland and uh, conversing with, with people on the ground. So we find ourselves supplying data, supplying reports um, and just kind of being facilitators for, for numbers kind of around the business. It's pretty wide-ranging across sort of 18 clubs. Everyone kind of wants something different. Um, generally speaking, we have a report that goes out every week um, that I'm kind of in control of getting out the door. Um, that's kind of a, a, I think it's a 20-page spreadsheet that covers all the numbers kind of in depth that clubs get access to every Monday. So on a sort of general level, that's something that we provide that clubs sort of use as a first port of call. Um, but more specifically, we can get some ad hoc requests coming out of Clubland for more directed things based on what the club wants and needs and work under there to facilitate that. A lot of it uh, around Live Golf is broadcast based. So um, as I mentioned, we'll touch base with Live Golf on a sort of fortnightly basis. We'll chat with them, um, speak with them about some of the things we've been discussing internally and ideating over and present that to them for feedback and see if they like that. Um, or they'll come to us with a pretty directed uh, request for something they want to want to add and that kind of filters back to us and um, that can range anything from a graphic they want to put on to broadcast or something to add into the kind of reports that go to the, the different teams in Live Golf. So um, I would say mainly broadcast related, but yeah, it can be, can be across a few different areas as well. The hardest bit about the job, I would say, is kind of being across everything. Like uh, at Champion, we've got our fingers in a few different pies from footy to golf to lacrosse, netball. We even do a bit of NRL stuff. So trying to kind of be across all of it, um, especially from a data point of view, can be a bit tricky. You're, you're juggling a few balls there. Um, but the best part, I think, would be just the kind of level of conversations you're able to have with people. Like you work in sport, you, you have 
very kind of intelligent sport water cooler conversations you know just with people that work here um, so that's a really enjoyable part of of being here I think. Uh, so I've been a champion for about 12 months um, my undergraduate degree was in exercise science and I thought I didn't really want to follow that pathway so I found myself uh, picking up a master's in sports analytics at La Trobe um, and that was really great to open the door into sport for me a lot of great opportunities for internships came out of that um, was able to make a lot of relationships in the industry, um, learn a lot as well along the way. Um, and I think that really helped get me to where I am now. So I came on board, um, yeah, as I said, about 12 months ago with, you know, some really valuable uh, internships and um, a couple of degrees that were in sport and kind of helped the technical side of things, but um, was also able to, to place myself in the industry as well, which obviously really helped. I'm Scott Dinsdale and I'm an AFL analyst at Champion Data. So it varies. Um, during the week, my main task is dealing with clients um, for the AFL website and the app. So the journalists there have um, articles and stories in mind that they want to talk about and it's our job to help provide the data um, that will tell that story. So it's data to accompany ideas that they already have on players or teams and how they're playing or it's providing content that will be a platform to a new story. So the AFL website and AFL app uh, data comes from in here. They have their own meeting where I believe where they discuss what they want to talk about and then the journalists will individually email me. It can be as vague as we want to talk about what Melbourne are doing well, what have you got? Or they most of the time are very thorough in what they want and really on the money and it's an in-depth question like we're talking about um, Harry Mackay and his shot at goal accuracy. Can you give me this number, this number, this number? And I just email that straight back or make a table, spreadsheet, etc. Most of the time it's sort of a backlog of emails that have come through with queries and just working through them um, in a timeline. So you've kind of always got something to move on to next. Um, get the email out with the data, load up the next one, go again. That's most of the week. And then on the weekend, um, I'm a part of coding games live, um, which I have been for a long time, done a lot of games. Um, so my main role is to back call, which means I listen to the caller at the ground while watching the game on a screen uh, in here. And I essentially um, QA that live call coming through. So if the caller says something that I don't agree with or they've missed something or need a bit of help, getting all the words out because we code a lot and quite quickly. It's my job to either jump in and clean that up or to change something if I think it's different or to write down stuff that we want to check and edit and then edit it later. So it's like a live QA role um, of the call as it's happening. When I started uh, about 10 years ago, <laughs> that was my favorite part was working on games, just being able to watch footy and, and um, decipher what's going on. As I've become more and more of an analyst over the years, that's the side of it that I really love now. Um, talking about the game, um, understanding what teams are doing and what players are doing, and just being able to sort of be somewhere and have you know someone say, well, what's going on with Melbourne or whoever? And you just kind of already know, <laughs> just because you've talked about it all week. So just having an idea of what, uh, the, what the comp is doing, trends in the comp, and what individual teams are doing, what they're good at, what they're bad at, um, I find that most interesting. 
Hi, my name is Matthew Gloster. I'm a data analyst here at Champion Data. Well, I think um, a bit of a common theme in sports jobs is you find that every day is a little bit different. Um, there's a lot of things we, we do as a data analyst. We work across a lot of departments. Um, we work very closely with our analysts. We help them out um, with day-to-day -day queries, um, what, they want to, what they're doing for their clients and helping them out. Anything that they can't um, find with their tools, we help um, any bit, anything a bit more complicated, we help with. Um, we also provide reports internally and externally to, to clubs and um, to media and to, to governing bodies, um, as well as um, creating metrics, maintaining metric definitions across um, all of our sports in AFL, netball, NRL, um, lacrosse, live golf. Um, and, and on top of that, we we also help um, with projects that we're delivering in the in the um, in all sports. So we help develop capture tools and um, and develop metrics that can go with those things. There's a bit of both. We help with capturing the right data that, that we are able to analyze it, and then also analyze the data and and help pe other people with tools to analyze the data. So we work across all sort of three parts of that that process. We both need to to know what metrics we want to create. What are we trying to measure? and how do we capture those things to measure those things. Um, so we need to, to have a good understanding of that, or on the other case, what do we have and what, what have we captured and how can we make insights out of that? Um, so there's the sort of two ways we can work in that space. Um, Nissan wanted to have a sellable asset that they could um, have on screen. We were talking to Nepal Australia, they wanted some, some more analytics in their, in their sport, they wanted to use the data that they were capturing more effectively. Um, so essentially we tried to find a performance metric with what we were capturing um, to sort of try to tell the story of the game and, and who, was, um, who was doing well in each game. So we developed the Nissan net points based on a series of interactions with the match and weighted them accordingly, according to how relevant they were to the performance of the team. Um, so it came, came across with um, the Nissan net points and you get points based on certain interactions with the match that each player has. There's a, there's a million ways. That's, that's, um, <laughs> that's the, I guess that's the interesting part. You can, you can be as simple or as, as complicated as you want with any of these things. You, you definitely want to be able to um, tell a story easily, but um, yeah, some of the algorithms you can, you can get quite technical with as long as it comes with a pretty um, simple explanation at the other end. Mm -hmm. It's always been the, combining the two passions of sport and, and numbers in my life, so it's, yeah, it's just a perfect um, intersection of those things. So I get to talk about sports all day, but also dig into the numbers that, that um, happen in those sports. I think, um, through my experience, I always tried to just take as many ex like work experience opportunities as I could. Um, didn't didn't matter if it was in sports or not. I also di I did some um, work experience outside of sports, but having just work experience in general is just really important when you get into the um, if you're starting into the into the sports environment. Um, but then yeah, taking any any work experience you can with with clubs and things like that because I know there's a lot of volunteers needed each year. So yeah, just um, yeah, just trying to get you foot in somewhere. So I studied a degree in statistics, a science degree. Um, I had a, um, a course called sports statistics, which I loved. It made me want to pursue it. I ended up starting into the Latrobe analytics, uh, sorry, Latrobe um, sports analytics masters, which which started um, the year that we um, that we the, we were the first intake for that for that particular degree, the sports analytics masters, and it was. Um, I think it was a really good way to get into um, this space because a lot of the 
people from that year level have gotten into jobs in sports. Um, and yeah, um, just when the role came up, I applied for it with the sort of experience I had um, and also the degree I was doing, I think was, was really um, valuable for that particular, for this particular role. Hi, I'm Chris Burton. I am the team lead of cloud services at Champion Data. Um, we mainly look after the building of sports data platforms, which gets essentially sold to major sports governing bodies as a way for them to manage and on sell their own their own data. A regular day <laughs> is sort of up at 7.30 coding, uh, straight into it with a cup of coffee, um, predominantly at the moment developing in AWS world um, with C Sharp. Um, we use quite a lot of the new AWS technologies around um, in terms of like Docker containers, uh, step functions, um, Fargate instances, well, Lambda functions, SQS, all the serverless buzzwords and stuff you can think of, we probably use them here. Um, then in between that, I'm also responsible for people managing my team. So my, my days also spent making sure everyone in, in my team is, is happy in what they're doing. Um, they're not being blocked by anything. They're not they don't have any personal issues, and if they do, we try and deal with those. Um, so yeah, I'm sort of in between, I'm sort of in between a, a technical standpoint, a client-facing standpoint as well. Um, I have a lot of meetings with the UK um, after hours to talk with the UK clients, um, and then also the people management side of things. So yeah, I'm spread across quite a quite a wide range of stuff that we do here. One of our sports data platforms is the AFL sports data platform. So we get all the we get all the stats, if you will, that the guys capture. We ingest it, store it into AWS, and then we provide that to whoever wants to use it, be it clubs, be it betting agencies, um, TV broadcast, um, who else do we do? Uh, media, like newspapers and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so yes, all, everything that comes into the platform is then fed out to the AFL industry. One of the major projects we're working on at the moment is TDI, which is Tennis Data Innovations. Um, so they're based in the UK. I've been over there twice in the last six months to, to work with those guys. Um, Will, who's only been here a year, he also got the opportunity to come over to London. Um, they're in Wimbledon. Um, so we're building the platform for those guys. So they're trying to consolidate all the different various sources of tennis data, bring it all in, consolidate it into our sports data platform so that it's their data and no one can take it off them. They can do with it as, as, they, as they want. And so basically we sort of get, get the request for features that they want. So they might want um, new statistics coming in that sort of indicate momentum of a tennis match. So we can bring that in, store it, push it out the door to um, ATP TV, uh, betting agencies are the big one with tennis. So in tennis, all the all the metrics or the statistics, if you will, are created by external companies, and so they'll will go to them and say, "Hey, how do, how do I get hold of the momentum statistic?" And they'll say, "Here's our API, or here's our." WebSocket collection, here's our queue or whatever it is. And then it's our responsibility then to build a way of collecting that data, bringing it in, 
sending it back out or within sort of your less than one second, one to two second sort of world. So we've got to be super quick, we've got to be accurate um, and we've got to be right. So AFL's a little bit different in that we capture it all in-house. So that so the guys capture it, they capture it, it comes through into what, what we build and for AFL, so all, all the sports that we capture in-house, we also build the metrics for. So if in AFL world you got your standard kicks, handballs, marks and stuff, that's easy, that's just push of a button. But then to calculate things like how efficient, how efficient is Dustin Martin at kicking the ball inside 50 on his left foot, that's all done by our team in the platform. So, yeah, so that, that's the difference between an internal, if you will, platform and then an external platform where we get all that provided to us. So essentially two different streams that we work with. The metric side of thing that goes from sort of inception of the of the metric by the data analyst team. You know, they'll come up with this ridiculous idea for a metric and they'll go, right, we need to pull together a hundred different data points, roll it all up and spit out a percentage. And so they'll sort of come up with a formula and then we they'll give the formula to us and we build it essentially. Nice. So well for for us it's mainly development. You need to be a good core developer. Like we're, we're in the technology team your core skill is C-sharp development for our team. And that's not saying that's all we, we touch. Like we can do scripting, we can do um, unit testing, we do our own testing stuff. Um, we're moving everything new we do is AWS cloud first. So everything we try and do, we go, can it be done serverless? If it can, that's what we do. If it can't, can it be done on the cloud? Yes, then that's what we do. And if we can't do it, then pretty much it does come to my team. I'm the cloud service team, so if it's not cloud related, we don't do it. Um, basically, that's where an AWS house, so all the AWS services, basically. Um, key skill that you need is, <laughs> personally, you need to be thick-skinned. It is, it is a rapid pace, large sport. Like, you can't be late. If there's something due to go out on the TV, they're not going to wait for you. It's quarter time in the footy. If it's not there, it's not there. Bang, you've, you've missed your chance. And it, the reputation could take a hit out of that. But um, yeah, it's it's very, very fast-paced. No two days are generally the same. Oh, so much better than working in a bank. <laughs> Honestly, like, if you like sport, then it's a good place to be. Because yes, you're developing... Yes, you're working with essentially data in, data out. It's numbers, it's it's boring stuff like that, but it's got a good context. You're rapid in a sports context and I'm an absolute sports nut. I love all sports. So it's a great place to work because you you actually understand what the numbers are doing and you know, talking about the metrics and stuff. Then you see that out on the TV. If you're in a bank, you never see. I, I let that transaction go through. Yeah, yeah. Good one, good one. Or you, whereas if you're, you know, right, I, I helped build that graph that um, Patrick Dangerfield's talking about at halftime in the grand final. That's pretty pretty rewarding working in sport. So, yeah. Um, predominantly, the first thing I look for is culture fit at champion. Um, and then also, obviously, technical skills is super important. So for me, we're looking at good, uh, good C-sharp developers, good AWS developers and people that can learn quick and be independent 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I look for in nice. an interview. So I've been here nine, nine, nine and a bit years now. Um, I've been to Liverpool for the Netball World Cup. Um, I went to Bangkok and Jeddah for the golf. And I've been to London twice now for the tennis, as well as Jacksonville and New York. So yeah, I've been around. I get to travel a fair bit nowadays. It's, yeah, it's a bit of a perk of the job. Hi, my name's Phil Odlam and I'm a design lead at Champion Data. Traditionally, I'm a graphic designer uh, in broadcast. Um, and the main role is to build graphics for the TV and uh, venue uh, stadiums um, to deliver uh, stats and player graphics to the screens. So our main graphics that we would look after are building score bugs that uh, deliver scores and stats throughout the uh, broadcast and through the, the match. This is all done uh, live with the stats being captured and pushed through to the score bug via a interface that an operator will trigger uh, to bring on the uh, scores or stats related to the game. Uh, at Fox Footy or Channel 7, which are clients for the AFL, we would build individual graphics that would be branded in the channel to deliver the uh, information via templates that are graphically animated and deliver a, a product full of a product suite full of graphic um, templates. So there are a number of roles that we do. We have operators that would trigger the graphics that uh, are bringing in the live information via the capture. Also we have manual graphics that are template built that will have uh, information that could relate to history or um, something uh, of an up-and-coming game that uh, we can deliver to the screens to promote uh, the shows or information that is related to the sport that we're uh, televising. We um, generally work uh, Monday to Friday in building graphics, so we'll work with the client in uh, coming to, to um, a design concept of a new graphic that we will deliver. We will get sign-off with that. There could be sponsorship involved in that as well, so it could go through to a third party. We would then um, build that in our uh, 3D environment, which is a broadcast specialty machine called VizRT, and then we will do some testing, and then we would roll that out for the broadcast on a Thursday or a Friday night. When it comes to uh, supporting that, we will have the opportunity to um, be online to fix anything that comes um, that comes up. And broadcasts uh, traditionally can have uh, a lot of people involved, so um, things do go wrong. But we can actually um, go in online and supply a, a fix for the certain graphics. The best part of the job is actually seeing some 
graphics or design that you've created or come up as a concept actually get to um, a TV screen or a scoreboard screen and actually um, go to an audience of thousands of people. There's times that I could be out at a venue, a pub or something like that, and someone would ask, what do you do? And the football or the basketball or netball is on, and I can look up at the screen and say, you know, point to the screen and say, that's what I do. And that's what I deliver. So um, that's an exciting part of it, is actually seeing it from concept through to uh, being able to deliver a message or a, a story of the game. There's not one word that you can describe, but uh, I just love it. I love the work, uh, being able to work in an industry that I uh, love sport and um, I love to design. So to combine design and sport into the one thing and do it every day is uh, the dream job. Well, design, design comes in many different formats. Uh, you can be a sign writer, you can be a print designer. Um, I fell in love with uh, sort of the uh, TV side of graphics and being able to be challenged on the, the way that graphics need to look on TV and that led me to um, moving into the sports side of things where every game, every um, uh, scenario of a sporting um, live uh, production, you don't know what the result's going to be. So there's an element of uh, unknowing and that sort of keeps you on the edge of your seat in the way that you can build uh, a graphic that needs to accommodate um, certain information and you just don't know what that result's going to be. Uh, so Brownlow medals and um, grand finals, there is a certain um, mystery about the way that things are going to look on screen. Uh, from a uh, young, looking back at a career, now I've been at Champion 15 years, that um, I would encourage you to just uh, follow your dream of if you love sport to uh, and love design, is to um, look at, uh, you know, all sport has uh, graphics on it, um, and um, start to visualise what are the best way to deliver a message on the screen in um, in the the quickest and the best uh, best way. One of the things that I um, try to explain to people is that you need to uh, deliver a message on screen without audio. So if you're in the, a crowded pub uh, and you can't hear what's going on and a graphic goes up on the screen, uh, you, you want to be able to deliver that message without uh, having to explain it. So there's a challenge in that and it's um, a real um, 
a trick of the trade of you know of, of learning the skill of broadcast design to um, come up with something that's not overcomplicated. Design in all aspects is changing, and digital design is becoming uh, the um, the next the next big thing. The second screen, as we um, sort of refer to it, is being able to um, deliver multiple um, outputs with different information. Um, so the TV side of it is the bread and butter and that's basically going with the uh, commentators and the, the, the presentation of the, the uh, game as it is. But to be able to um, look at a second screen, which we now build um, apps for tracking, uh, we build um, information that you know sort of goes out for um, commentators to follow the stats of players, the um, the interaction um, of having a mobile device in your hand while you're watching the TV is pretty much the done thing now. So um, we are constantly looking at ways to broaden the the um, the depth of the analysis that we're um, showing. So um, TV will stick to the nuts and bolts, stats, uh, everything that's about the game, but then we can go into a bit of a deeper dive on the digital platforms, which is uh, broadening the, um, the depth of what we need to know. So one of the things, and one of the challenges of uh, what we do at Champion Data is the a broadcast, sports broadcast, not only um, takes into account what's going on for the um, main broadcast, which again, score bug, the supers and everything to do with the game. Um, we're also dealing with um, innovation, um, augmented reality, putting graphics on uh, drones, um, being able to... Um, have uh, 3D logos flying through the stadium. Uh, we also do um, all the stadium venue uh, graphics on the big screen. Um, so we need to be able to have that uh, updating live um, throughout the um, corporate boxes and the, the bars. We have information that is all driven by the same application that comes from our capture software. So that flows real time without the need for anyone to um, be involved in that. But there are a number of uh, graphic outputs that, um, that uh, we are delivering constantly on a weekend for the sports broadcast. The one that I've, uh, I love um, is AFL. Um, and that's just from my um, early age, just being able to follow that. But um, uh, golf, um, cricket, uh, netball is a new sport that um, we've done for the last few years and um, I've learnt so much more about it because of the role of actually designing the templates and the graphics that need to go into that. Um, dealing with uh, different production uh, companies as well, uh, the channels, you learn... Um, what works and what doesn't work from that um, uh, perspective. The um, 
the new stuff, which is uh, always looking at new sports. Um, so basketball, um, I love NFL. Uh, I love the, the way that their broadcast is done in the States. They're things that um, I would really love to, to uh, get uh, into. But, um, yeah, the, uh, being in Australia and having Aussie rules as, as, a, um, as a sport and being able to produce graphics for that, um, I never get tired of it. <laughs> if you're wanting to get into the sports um, industry uh, and understand the way that a broadcast or a, um, a company um, works in the sports industry. The broadcast is a um, ever-changing uh, landscape um, that, uh, that brings many challenges. Um, the, um, the clients that we, we're uh, dealing with are always wanting more, so um, you can't just rest on your laurels. You've got to be looking at the next best thing, which is um, why we try to innovate so much. Um, it would be, um, it's always good to understand the technology that you're using and, um, and, but not be scared of the technology and learning new things. Um, and I'm, even though I've been in the industry for over 25 years, um, I'm still learning. So um, don't, you know, be afraid to um, continue to push yourself to, to learn. Tom Pettigrew, uh, Sales Account Manager at Champion Data. A lot of the role is looking after the clients that we have at the moment and then going out and monetizing the products and services that we sell. So um, really just being the point of contact for all of our customers and clients if there's any issues they have or queries that they have, um, we're the sort of first port of call. Um, and then within that is if we're doing anything with them around services that we've sold or products that we've sold, um, we'll work with the internal teams and internal stakeholders to get that done and get it over the line for them. There's a, there's a bit of uh, business development that's going out and, and, and pitching to not only existing clients, so upselling um, and, and renewing their business, but then there's also um, selling them on new products and services, whether that be uh, new data feeds that we're sending for different sports um, or different products that we've got, like sports data platform, things like that. Um, so there's certainly a, an element of business development. Um, and then there's the, the natural sort of uh, leads that come into us, um, which might be just you know sort of small businesses or people looking for data feeds and things like that. So yeah, it's many and varied along the lines of renewal and upgrades and then you know, finding new business and, and winning new business out there with, with different people. You certainly need to be across a lot of departments because commercial traverses a lot of those, um, whether that be the tech team, broadcast, um, technical services, um, senior leadership, whatever that might be. So you certainly have to have um, a relationship and a knowledge of all the different teams um, and be able to uh, know who to speak to and what to speak about in order to get certain projects and certain things delivered. So yeah, there's certainly um, an element of knowing every part of the business in order to get various things done um, for clients and get, and get projects done. Best thing about the job is um, helping people to kind of achieve the goals that they want to achieve through the products and services that we have. Um, you know, it's really good to be able to see or talk to a client or a customer about um, something that they want to do. Like I had a, a good example, I had a call with someone the other day um, 
and they were talking to me about a new kind of app that they were developing or a new um, build for their app and they wanted to integrate some of the data that we have and some of the services that we do um, from a content perspective and it was really great to chat with them about that and understand what they want to do. Um, so that idea of being able to help people each day. Um, the cha most challenging part is certainly um, navigating internal and external stakeholders um, and when certain things go wrong, um, as invariably they do, it's just navigating that and making sure that um, not only is the people internally, internal teams are happy um, and we're getting things done, but the external stakeholders and the clients are kept happy and that, and that everything runs smoothly. I think you have to enjoy talking to people um, and be a people person. I think that's probably like number one, um, that you know, having good interpersonal and communication skills is, is a really big part of it because you're not only talking to people via email, but you're speaking to them on the phone, in person, um, catching up. So just a need to want to speak to people or a need to be able to you know, communicate um, and have that kind of interpersonal skills. Um, I'd say that's number one. And then the ability to kind of work under pressure and to handle multiple things at once. Um, you know, with there's certain client, um, like client issues or client things that pop up that then you need to go to multiple people um, and juggle sort of, you know, different clients all at once. Just that ability to be able to, you know, handle multiple timelines and multiple clients um, at once is certainly something that, that would be a, a key to this role. Um, I'd say doesn't have to start in sport. If sport is your goal, um, there's so many ways to get there. Um, and that might be like volunteering at a different event or um, you know, interning at a different business or whatever it might be. Um, but I'd say like focus or write down what it is that you enjoy or what you wanna do, find a role that fits that and then uh, apply and put yourself out to as many people as possible um, and build that network. Um, I'd say that's the key. But yeah, um, I would say that yeah, certainly don't, don't stop banging down the door if it doesn't happen from day one because eventually it will happen and, and everyone, everyone's route's different. And my route didn't go straight to sport. I went through a, different other, a few different other avenues, but eventually I got there. Um, and so it's worthwhile in the end. So yeah, just keep banging down the door and eventually you'll get in. Uh, so we work across the AFL, uh, netball, uh, PLL, NLL, uh, and TDI, uh, as well as uh, we cover some other little sports, so NRL and a few like that. Uh, so we cover broadcast media, print media, digital, uh, wagering, uh, radio, and a, a bunch of others. Yeah, we cover a lot of different clients and areas. Commercial, the commercial department within Champion Data, I think, is the intersection of kind of all of the different teams, um, and we're the ones that exist to monetize and promote the products and services that we that we build here and that we have here. So um, our job is to take what all of the great people and the great teams within this business do, and then take it out to the businesses outside of the four walls here, um, and and sell it to them and, and monetize that. Um, and you, the commercial department, there's three of us. Um, and we cover yeah, every single one of the clients um, across the business. So yeah, it's a, it's a, um, a small team, uh, but we do uh, get a lot done. Uh, how like a, a standard kind of um, proposal or, 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 or pitch goes out to a, to a customer or a client, um, a client might come to us with an idea or a concept um, that they wanna get done. Um, that could be anywhere from um, you know, setting up an existing uh, app using some of our AFL data, or it could be um, running competition management for a new sport or a sports league. Um, so what we'll do is we'll take all of that information, um, speak to the client about their requirements and their requests. Um, we'll then bring that internally, chat to all of the various teams here. So we mainly cover the tech team, um, tech services, 
Um, if it's a broadcast um, related uh, concept, we'd obviously talk to the broadcast team. We do a lot of work internally to, to come up with the proposal um, and then we'll go back to the client and present that to them. Um, and from there, we would just go down the path of, of having an agreement in place, um, negotiating a fee uh, and then getting everything set up. So yeah, it's, it's about listening and understanding what the client wants, taking that back to the internal stakeholders, making sure that everyone's clear on the timelines and what's agreed and then going back and presenting that to the client and the customer and, and ultimately agreeing on a, on a proposal and a fee and, and then getting it set up. Hi, I'm Christian Eshman. I'm the sports manager at Champion Data. So I've been a champion for just under 23 years. I started in 2001 and I was originally employed to do predominantly rugby league. Actually employed in, I was living in Melbourne at the time, then uh, born and bred Sydney, but I happened to be living in Melbourne at the time. Rugby league took me back to Sydney, which was handy. I was able to move back home at, um, and do a sport that I love, which was rugby league. And then over the years, my role has morphed into, as Champion Data's picked up new sports, um, I, would, I would work on those sports. So in 2008, we started capturing netball. And because I was looking after all sports, I took over the role of netball. And because netball, netball is the second, we only have two sports where we're the official sports in Australia, that's AFL and netball. So. For rugby league, we do rugby league, but um, we're unofficial, so we have a client base, but it's not official through the governing body, where netball is the official one through the governing body. So started with netball in 2008, and to this day, I'm still, you know, obviously working in netball. So I'm doing a, a similar role, but I'm more involved with proposals now, um, managing the entire sport, managing the governing body, you know, helping with the broadcaster, um, I've never travelled as much as I have in the last five years. I've been to um, New Zealand because we're also official for Netball New Zealand. So I've been to New Zealand and I've been... The 2019 Netball World Cup was in Liverpool in England, so I went there, just come back from South Africa. Had four trips to South Africa for this World Cup. Been to the US a few times. So my role has gone from quite an insular role within sort of champion data and now because of the way Champions ex, ex, um, expanding. Um, because I have knowledge in pretty much like quite a lot of things within Champion Data, because I've been here so long, I've actually been able to expand and actually work in lacrosse in America. We did XFL, which is sort of like an American football. I was able to help with that. So whilst netball and probably rugby league are my main sports, probably netball is my main sport, I do have knowledge and experience in because I have so much knowledge and experience in, in other sports, I'm being able to, when we get a new sport in, I'm able to offer my assistance guidance and expertise on those sports as well. So yes, at Champion Data, I look after, well, I used to look after every sport other than AFL, because AFL is a juggernaut in itself. So I look after netball, rugby league, rugby union, uh, soccer. So any sort of sport that we capture within Australia is what I generally look after outside AFL. It does change each day. But uh, some of the things you do is obviously rostering, making sure that uh, the upcoming week and if not a few weeks, rosters are full and we've got the right people allocated to the right games. There's also an element of analysis that I have to do depending on what time of the year and where the particular competition is at. So I do analysis for netball, I do analysis for rugby league, for various media and broadcast 
uh, clients, and generally just be, be prepped for uh, any anything that we need to be aware of for the next month, and we also, any proposals or potential clients or opportunities in the future is always generally part of the working week as well. When I say look after netball, with AFL, we have multiple departments looking after various aspects of the of the sport. You know, we've got operations, we have commercial, we have um, analysis, whereas with netball, I generally do it all, because it's smaller smaller sport, so I, uh, I do all the operations, so the training, the rostering, looking after staff. We also do to make sure all the technology is working correctly, so I work closely with the IT team. I also, if there's any potential proposals or opportunities, I work closely with our commercial team to help expand on those opportunities. So pretty much anything that to do with the sport of netball or champion data, I either do or I have a fair, um, my footprint is very much on it to make sure we get an end result that we all are after. So oh, and in addition to that, like I work closely with Netball Australia. So if Netball Australia have any, any questions or queries, etc., they would come to me. Also I have a close working relationship with Fox Sports, who is the official broadcaster of Netball. So anything to do with Netball comes through me, generally through me first. I suppose the challenge is for netball, like for rugby league, I say we we capture out of a centralised bunker in Sydney, not in Melbourne, in Sydney. So you can sort of manage the staff and the, and the technology and things like that a little bit better. Whereas with netball, one of the challenges is we capture live at venue. So I have people in Perth, uh, Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Sunshine Coast. So one of the challenges is is managing remote staff at different venues and whenever you go to a venue with netball it's a bump in and bump out process and that means all the infrastructure for that game gets brought in say the morning of then there's a game and then everything gets taken out so we really have a brand new game or brand new setup every single time there's a game of netball so just managing that that's probably a challenge just trying to make sure that everyone is working off the same sort of hymn book so to speak you know, following the same procedure. And the way we capture, we have a dedicated caller sort of who commentates on the game in a very structured way using definitions that we've developed. And then we've got a keyboarder who's inputting that information. So it is difficult to make sure that every caller in every state is capturing to the same sort of definitions, which should be what happens, but there's always little nuances that make it sort of a little bit different to to, you know, Sydney caller might be a little bit different to my Adelaide or Perth caller, so we're just trying to manage that expectations and make sure that they are capturing to the same standard that, that we, we need. So that's challenges. Um, some of the good things, it's, it's live sport. Once that game starts, no matter what sport it is, whether it's netball, rugby league, AFL, etc., once that whistle goes to start the game, it's, it's game on. You can't tell them to stop. If you've made an error, you can't say stop, we've made an error. So the adrenaline rush that you get from that is pretty, is pretty good and that sort of you know, keeps you going. And I think a lot of people sort of like that live aspect of it. Like not everyone, not everyone is gonna be an elite sports person, but by doing this, you sort of, we, we sit courtside for netball, so we've got the best seat in the house. So 
we feel part of that sport. Uh, for my job, uh, need to be organised, need to be able to time manage, manage your own time, because you know, on any particular day, I could be moving to two or three different sports and not just the same task in a sport, like I could be doing rostering for one sport and then, then, I'm, then the next minute I need to do analysis over you know, the next hour and then there's a commercial meeting or um, you know, a proposal meeting that I need to attend. So just swapping and changing into different roles. So you've got to be able to manage your own time. Um, you need a certain degree of attention to detail. Like we're putting up live data. We've got to make sure that it is correct. So I need to make sure, especially um, you know, with netball, like if a stat goes up on, on the broadcast, you know, you just got to make sure it's right. Like one thing, a little sort of personal antidote is I can't watch sport in the same way now as, I, as a general person would because you look at the graphic, you look what's going up, you look what's happening and my wife often gets uh, frustrated with me when something goes up on television. It doesn't matter which sport, whether it's the sport I'm involved in or whether it's just some other random sport. I can pretty much pick when there's an error in a graphic, where it should be corrected, what's happened, and things like that. And you know when there's a problem. So, uh, so yeah, so that's um, something I definitely need to be aware of. And I just need to know, um, one of the, my role, and because I'm looking after sort of a sport, I actually do get a good sense of what is happening out within the champion data sort of ecosystem, like across the whole board. Like I just don't, not just IT or not just commercial, not just operations. I'm quite lucky where I actually pretty much have my, my hand in, in a lot of pies in many different part, departments of Champion. So I need to be able to you know, be aware of that. But I have been here a long time, so uh, yeah, I've learnt my way to navigate around the environment. So um, one of the things I've just finished is I've just come back from South Africa for the 2023 Netball World Cup in, in Cape Town. And the next World Cup is actually in Sydney in 2027. So for netball and from a netball perspective, when I was in South Africa, I trained up local staff, but obviously when it's in Sydney, the staff for the Netball World Cup will be coming from the Champion Data um, stable. So anyone who works in netball, for me, within the next four years, all will be leading towards the ultimate goal, which is the uh, Netball World Cup in, in Sydney in 2027. 16 teams from around the world, um, 10 days. It's a party atmosphere, it's a tournament. We've got a very serious role to play, but it's ultimately the pinnacle. It's the pinnacle for um, the athletes who play netball, but it's also pretty much the pinnacle for champion data as well when it comes to you know, capturing and analysing live netball. Firstly, you need, to, you need to know the sport. Like, you don't need to be an expert in the sport in terms of you know, an elite coach or you don't need to be an ex-elite player or, or umpire or whatever it is, but you need to have a very good understanding of the sport. Like we do need people to know the sport because we're teaching people a new, a new role that they've probably never seen before. Capturing live statistics is something that a lot of people haven't seen before. So it's difficult when I need to actually teach people about the sport as well as what the role is. So definitely knowing the sport helps. Um, people need to be aware that yes, you, it's live sport and it's fun, but you're not there to watch and just watch it as a, like a, a 
as a fan would. So you need to be able to switch between, you know, enjoying the sport, but then when it's time to work, you've actually got to concentrate and knuckle down and say, right, it's, it's work time now. So that's one thing because you can generally tell when people walk through the door when they're just there because they just think this is sport, like how easy is this going to be? So you actually need to, you need to, like a, a graduate needs to know that there's more to it than just watching sport for a living. Hey guys, one last thing before you go. If you'd enjoy a quick email from us each Friday on all the latest job openings, networking events, Q&As with industry professionals and latest podcast episodes, then subscribe to the SportsGrad newsletter. Head to our website, www.sportsgrad.com.au forward slash newsletter to subscribe. There's also a link in our show notes to join.